Politics and the Bible, a podcast that I've been wanting to do for a very, very long time. If you listen to any of my messages, if you listen to any of my sermons or my Bible studies, you can see that it is heavily correlated with politics and, of course, the Bible. A little background on myself in regards to politics. I went to University in Nevada, Las Vegas and graduated with a bachelor's degree in political science. I've run for Congress. I was an activist for the Democrat Party for a very long time. As a Black man, you are de facto born a Democrat. I've said that so many times. You're born a Democrat. I was born in Oakland, California. My whole family was Democrat. I remember asking my grandmother when I was young, when I was in the I want to say first grade or second grade, I was on a commercial with Bill Clinton and they were airing the commercial at the Democratic National Convention. And I asked my grandmother then, what were we? And she said, we are Democrats, baby. So I went on my whole life with Democratic ideals and Democrat values and never really knew anything about the Republican Party, except everyone told me it was racist. And then later on in my formidable years in high, in college, actually, I became more conservative and I became a Republican. Today, I would consider myself to be an independent. The Democrat Party, for the most part, really left me. I didn't leave the Democrat Party. You hear so many people say that, but it's really a fact, fact, fact thing. When they became further and further to the left, when you can, when a man can turn himself to a woman when I have to say that me as a black man, I'm a white woman. And then I have to look at you as a black dude and say, oh yeah, you're right. You're a white woman. And I have to just acknowledge the delusion that you're in. That's when, like, you understand what I'm saying? The whole climate change agenda. I remember, see y'all just now, a lot of y'all just now hearing this today. I remember when they started pushing this, but really the conservative ideas of limited gov government freedom and liberty, those are the things that stuck out to me the most. So I was a Republican for a few years. And like I said, ran for Congress, even went to the White House under President Trump a few times. When I was a Democrat, I was the vice president of the Young Democrats at UNLV. I forgot that part. I wanted to give that long, extensive background on myself a little bit because I believe that I am uniquely qualified. I don't believe I know that I am uniquely qualified to do a podcast like this. And God chose me for a time such as this for the fact that I have been on both sides of the aisle and not just on both sides of the aisle. Like some people tell you that, like, oh, I was a Republican before I was Democrat, but they weren't really a Republican or they weren't really a Democrat. I was really 100% locked in, like uh, advocating for Shelley Berkeley, advocating for Dina Titus to get elected, uh, uh, you know, going out for Bernie, uh, going out for Obama, like, like, like all the way dug in, you know what I mean? Like people knew me in the party, vice president of the young Democrats, and then switch it over to the Republican side. I was deep into that, right? All into the politics at the white house with Trump, Candace Owens, you know what I mean? I'm standing right next to her, Brandon Tatum, having conversations with him. I was all deep in the black conservative uh, movement. And I thought they cared about black issues as much as I did. I thought they really cared about the American people as much as I did. And I learned that for many people, it's just a gimmick and it's just, you know, to make a little money. But what I've learned more than anything when it comes to politics and why I left politics for the most part is that there are really no Democrats and Republicans. There never really was. It just was Democrats and Republicans for the people. But behind closed doors, the politicians have always been making their will and deal for their agenda, whatever that agenda is. And I would tell you today, being on both sides of the aisle, that agenda is for Satan. There are no Democrats and Republicans anymore. There's just truth in lies. I actually just heard Vivek Ramaswamy, who's running for president as a Republican, and also heard RFK Jr., who's running for president as a Democrat, both say very 
similar things. There are no Democrats and there are no Republicans no more. There's just truth and lies. And I'm telling you, the old guard is obviously standing for the lies. And people are trying to wake up now to the truth and follow the truth. And I will tell you without question, no matter what party is in power, whether the Democrats are in power and they have the presidency and they have the House of Representatives and the Senate, or the Republicans are in power and they have the presidency and the Senate, and you know they got even the judicial branch, they got the Supreme Court in their pocket, no matter who who's in, in power, the other party is just controlled opposition. And mainly the Republicans are just controlled opposition to the Democrats. They don't really have any true freedom and autonomy from the Democrat. Look at Lindsey Graham, look at Mitch McConnell, look at Kevin McCarthy, look at so many other, I can rename Republican after Republican or Republican. I'm talking powerful Republicans that are really just undercover Democrats doing the bidding of the demonic Democrats doing the bidding of the devil. I'm just telling you the truth. There is really not two parties in America. It's just really one party, one agenda. Oh my Lord, help me preach this thing. Uh, Daniel 8 and 25. And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand and he shall magnify himself in his heart and by peace he shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. Policy through his politics, talking about Satan, He's going to cause craftiness to prosper in his hand. He's, oh Lord, it says he's going to magnify himself in his heart. Um, he's going to use peace to destroy many. They go to every country in the world talking about they bringing peace, talking about they bringing democracy. Went to Iraq, talking about they bringing democracy. Look at Iraq today and look at Iraq when Saddam Hussein was there. When Saddam Hussein was in uh, Iraq, it was one of the most beautiful countries in the world. Look at it today. They have destroyed that land. The Bible says through peace, they will destroy many. Go look at uh, uh, Vietnam. They went there uh, under the guise of peace. Didn't they destroyed that land. Go look at Libya, the Mubar Gaddafi. Look how it looked before. It was a beautiful country. Now go look at it today. It's a wasteland. Everywhere they go, they claim they're bringing peace, but they are really going to destroy that country. And it is because they're doing the bid, the bidding of Satan, politics, and the Bible. I know that was a long intro, but I had to get that off my chest. Politics and the Bible this podcast is going to be about so many things, but it's mainly going to be about politics and the Bible. You're going to see me touch on all of the topics of the world because politics is everything. I went to school for political science. I'm a political science major, graduated with a degree sitting right up there on the wall, graduated with a bachelor's degree in political science. And a professor once told me that politics is everything. The definition of politics is the way that people living in groups make decisions. Politics is about making agreements between people so that they can live together in groups such as tribes, cities, and countries. Politics is about making agreements between people so that they can live together in groups such as tribes, cities, and countries. So politics is everything because we're every, every day we got to make a decision. And we're always living in groups, even if you talk about just the groups in your house, right? The, your, your, your nuclear family, you got to make a decision on how we're going to live together. What is going to be the decisions? What is going to be the policies or the rules that govern this house? If you, oh my God, whether it's a city, whether it's a town, you always have to make the decisions on the rules. And that's what politics is. So politics is everything because everything involves the rules. This person wants to be a man or a woman, right? That's that's politics now, right? This person wants us to recycle. That's politics. Every single thing is politics. So how can we not involve God in everything 
if everything is politics? Or how could God himself not be involved in everything if everything is politics? Colossians 1 and 16, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. You better hear what I'm saying, politics in the Bible. I'm not off my point. Politics in my Bible. Politics and the Bible. This is just an introductory episode, and most of them will not be as preachy as this. I will always have some scriptures, of course, to give you the Bible and politics, but mainly a lot of times, maybe I'll just shoot from the hip. Uh, for example, you know, they have the Republican debate, and I'll give you uh, my thoughts and understanding on that along with the Bible. Uh, I'll talk about different presidential candidates and people running for Congress. I'll talk about different policies and different things that come up in different ways that we should be dealing with them based off of the Bible. Oh, Lord, I'm preaching right now. Mm -hmm.